Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Vocal Defrag. Defragging is asking yourself the questions and questioning the answers. I do this in a written journal, and I also do it while out here in this beautiful forest in South Charlotte, North Carolina. Whoa, just, I, I call it a transition walk. You come out here, you're listening to your transitions, you're trying to understand your transitions. We all go through mood swings, we all have different mindsets as we prepare for our day, and we execute what is in that day. We transition, but we don't study our transitions, and that's what defragging is all about to help myself understand why I'm moving in a certain direction. And it's my goal to help you put yourself on a path like that as well, where you ask the questions and you question the answers. This is Vocal Defrag. My subject this morning is based on the things we would like to change, but we don't. The things we would like to change, but we don't. Egg cartons. Those eggs are being broken every day at grocery stores, and so often you get home, dang it, broken eggs. Some people, they bring them back. Other people, they just accept what they've got. But nobody is changing the egg carton. It's still just as flimsy as it's always been. Toilet paper rolls. What is this all about? It took me a long time to even understand where we are in history when it comes to toilet paper. What people had to use back in the 1800s versus what they're using now. And from what I understand, when you travel the world, different nations have different textures with their toilet paper. But it isn't going to change. Nobody's pushing for it. Change. They are trying to push for things that control our environment. Cars with less fossil fuel. We're doing everything we can to build a stronger planet. But there's a lot of non-believers when it comes to climate control. They say nothing's really going wrong here. And yet we see it every day. Is there change? Kinda. Kinda, sorta. But when you compare it to where we've been, and I'm a child that was born in the 60s, so I do know what the 60s and 70s once looked like compared to the fresh air that I have right here in this beautiful forest in South Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, there are some people here in the Charlotte area that would tell you, you're full of crap, dude. The air quality here sucks. And it does. It really does, because we are a big city, and when that wind isn't blowing, that atmosphere is just sitting on top of our shoulders. So we're always consistently warned about the the atmosphere's conditions. But things that we would like to change, but we don't. How about neighbors that don't pick up after themselves? Their yards are not taken care of. They're not mowed. There's tree limbs on the ground at all times. Okay, I mean, you could go over there and do it yourself, but it's not your yard. Things you would like to change, but you don't. How about the person in the mirror? And the way that that person in the mirror looks at you, talks to you, refuses to listen to you. How do you change you if you don't ask the questions and question the answers? One of the things that I was blessed with, and it was not a blessing while it was happening, was when Jazzy first came into our life. She is our pointer at adoption, one of ten that we've had in our years together. And this was the first one that actually was a disaster artist. She's also an escape artist. Disaster meaning she will rip that house to shreds if left alone. Can't do it. She went through two gigantic solid metal kennels. I was trying to create change, 
but she wasn't going to change and she's not ever going to change. So I remember sitting down with Jazzy. It was like our second or third day together after the adoption. And I looked at her in the eyes. It is so documented. I looked at her in the eyes and I said, I am not going to quit you, but you have got to do something to help me understand where we presently stand. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that Jazzy doesn't have a tongue to speak, but she's got emotions to share. She looked at me, and it was as if the one thing that she wanted to do more than anything was to make her human being very happy. We were her third family inside a one-week period, and here was this guy that had a house that was just destroyed. And you go, what are we going to do? Well, we have to change. What are we going to change? This isn't an egg carton. This isn't a roll of toilet paper. How are we going to change? And the first thing that I wanted to do was change my attitude. So when you're talking about personal change in your life, you've got to be able to readjust your attitude. Ask the questions and question the answers. And I'm sure in my daily writing and in my defrag journals, when Jazzy first came into my life, that those changes that I had to make are well documented where I had to face the walls and try to figure out, okay, she's going through two full metal kennels. How are we going to get this to stop? I'm not going to put her outside. I'm not going to give her drugs. I need for this to stop. And never once, never once, God is my witness. She has never been punished for anything that she's done. So the things we would like to change, I say it starts with the attitude. And my attitude was that this was a special needs dog. This dog needed some extra love, needed some extra support, needed something that she wasn't getting in her life, or maybe her first family gave her a lot, and she was just trying to find someone else to do it, to give her exactly what she needed before she was shut down in a gigantic kennel in South Carolina. So the change in the attitude was, I'm going to be here for you. And where that came from, really, was out of a moment with my mother and my brother Teddy, who was a special needs child his entire life. My mother never quit Teddy. My mother was always there for Teddy. And so the day that he passed away is one that my mother won't remember because she had dementia. And I think God did that on purpose. God put her in a place of, you're not going to have the emotional connection that you once did with this child, because Violet, I don't think you're going to be able to handle it. So my mother had dementia, and she did not react to my brother's passing. In fact, I was the guy who spoke at my brother's funeral. And I, I watched my mother, and she was emotionless. It wasn't cold. It's just that God was protecting her heart. The things you would like to change, but you can't. Family members? Is there somebody at work that you would like to change, but you can't? What are those areas that you could change in the shape of your attitude? You know, there are people that come into the grocery store all the time that I know are going to steal from us. It hurts like hell. Just yesterday, two gigantic sheet cakes just walked right out the door. They, they didn't care. I would like to change that, but I can't. I was told one time, because my name is not on the building, I should just let it go. In fact, our managers have been told, if somebody is stealing something, just let them go. So the change in my attitude, and I don't think it's a positive thing, the change in my attitude is, well, you know what? Let them have the poison food. They poisoned it by stealing it. Let the devil get inside their souls. 
And see, that's getting preachy. That's just going too far. But it's poisoned food. It's poisoned items. But it's not fair to the rest of us. But the things you would like to change. But you can't. How about the way that construction takes way longer than it should? I've always believed it's because construction workers are doing everything they can to keep making money. Slow down the project. Don't rush it. But I don't work that way. Because I'm one of those people that likes to get the job done so I can move on to the next job. Then when you get into a position where it's like, oh God, there's no more work out here. What am I going to do? Well, maybe I should have taken my time on that last job. But people want things done right now. The things you wish you could change but can't. Refrigerators. Yeah, they've been around for a very long time. They're, they're dependable. They do what they're supposed to do. But could there be changes in that refrigerator that uses far less electricity and takes up less room in the kitchen? I have a friend, a co-worker, that does not have a refrigerator. He says he saves money by not filling that thing up. He loses a lot of money because he doesn't eat everything on the inside. But you got to keep in mind, that's a single man talking. The things you would like to change, but you can't. Let's go back to you. What would you like to change in you, but you're convinced that you can't? I've been a daily writer for 29 years, July of 1994. I've been a defragger where you're asking the questions and you're questioning the answers. That's the only thing that shows up in that journal. Questions. But too many times... We don't want to answer the questions the way we should answer the questions. And the reason being is because we don't like change. We don't like to deal with the possibilities of being someone different. Therefore, you've got to re-image yourself. The things you would like to change, but you can't. Me repeating that over and over again is probably something that you would like me to change. But all I'm trying to do is plant a seed. For you to look at yourself in the rearview mirror... Or even to ask yourself while you're sitting in silence. Hey, if you could change one thing today, what would you change? But you can't say, I can't change. You do it. I love washing dishes. Sure, I've got a dishwasher. But there's something in washing dishes that triggers me to feel like I belong to something. I feel like that it's part of the making the food process. If we're going to make the food, we have to dirty the plates. Why am I letting a machine clean the plates? When these hands that created this fancy dish were part of the creation of people smiling and saying, my God, that's incredible. The hands have got to finish the job. I turn it back to you. What aren't you using to finish the job? That's the question. What's the answer? Now question the answer. Vocal defragging. Do it with your smartphone. Do it on a piece of paper, in a tablet. I know, I know, I've heard the excuses. You don't want anybody to read it. Well, you're going to say it anyway, but you're going to put it in a language that other people are going to say, God, he's a jerk. Or, God, you complain a lot. Jeez, where's happy you? Go back to happy you. I'm Errol, and that's Vocal Defrag.